And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Drew Holden. Always a great time talking to Drew. Uh, and we covered a lot. We talked about the CDC's ever-evolving COVID regulations. We talked about uh, the Democrats' plans for the anniversary of January 6th, the worst day in American history. Uh, and we uh, made some bold predictions for 2022. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, guys, before I get to Drew, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Drew Holden. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Drew Holden. Drew, how have you been, man? Brady, man, I've been good. Long time to talk. I'm I'm hunkered down in snowy D.C. with a dog who I think is getting her first exposure to it, so that's been a good time. At least your dog wasn't exposed to COVID. Have you seen any of those <laughs> yes. articles about how, like, cats are getting COVID or something? Yes, right. yes. The house pets. And it's like, all right, come on. Come on, people. I mean, there's this big piece. I forget. It was in one of, like, the outdoors magazines that they tested a whole bunch of deer in Michigan. Like last okay. summer, and like sixty percent of white-tailed deer had COVID. Amazing, yeah, I totally believe that. I remember they, what was it? They at the zoo down here in DC, they went around and vaccinated a bunch of the animals. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Like, surely there are better uses of those vaccines. One and two were like, what? Really? I, I, I just don't understand. Like, are did the deer get it from us, or is it just question. this like airborne? I mean, as a hunter, deer are pretty great. At staying socially distanced. Yes, right. I mean, right. Yeah, you 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 would think. Yeah, you would think most most living deer have not had that much close contact with humans. <laughs> is is my my weak understanding of the stuff. So yeah, I got I got nothing. I've, I've I spent a lot of time making sure as few of them live as possible. So that, <laughs> you know, I'm doing my part. To but speaking of COVID, COVID, man, the the Biden administration and their friends over at the CDC have been having a week. Yeah. Um, they. They know they're they're about to get shellacked in the midterms. They see Biden's approval rating at, at something like twelve points, eleven and a half points underwater right now. So they're yeah. they're trying to play both sides of the fence here. They're they're sort of loosening COVID restrictions and they're also double at the same time doubling down with like the Anthony Fauci fear mongering. And I just don't understand, man. They're attempting to perpetuate these two conflicting narratives at the same time, that you're all going to die, especially all right. those dirty Republicans, and also go back to work so we don't have another Great Depression that wipes out all of the Democrats' power. So exactly. amazing stuff from, from clown world this week, Drew. It, it's it's true. And, and to me, this is really symptomatic of the way that the CDC in particular, and I think Democrats more generally, have handled the guidance around COVID from the start, right? And like the way the way I kind of think about it is, the, the you know it's it's like cops with riot shields advancing, where you've got like 
Anthony Fauci out there with his riot shield that just says the science. And then you have all him and all of his political opinions that are marching forward behind this riot shield meant to deflect blame. And what we've seen all along is you've got a whole bunch of people who have in mind public health goals that they don't want to say out loud. And you can only do that and pretend that you're being consistent across a, you know two years of a pandemic and, and not put your foot in your mouth like it's 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 not possible to do and i think we're seeing the you know the the pigeons come home to roost on that yeah i mean that yeah that's almost like the most generous <laughs> yes this you is, know. To, to be clear this is my a little bit wet behind the ears optimistic uh attempting to empathize with anthony fauci and his ilk <laughs> first you know to be you clear, know better that you worked on the hill for a while like you you, yeah. you know you've seen behind the curtain enough you yeah. know yeah, I this think is, this mo- is best case scenario, right? When I'm when I'm talking to my liberal friends, this is this is how I'm able to voice right. my frustrations, right? And it's insane I mean, too, because I mean, like, look, like I the way the place where they've settled out to on a lot of this stuff, right? So they've reduced the quarantine period um, from ten to five days for most people. The point being that you're most likely to spread COVID if you are symptomatic in the first couple of days, something we've known for a really, really long time. And so it does seem like they're bringing the guidance more in line with what's reasonable, what makes sense, because 10 days never really made any sense. Um, But there's there's a piece of me that kind of suspended disbelief of me saying, well, like, can you just own up to it then? Like, can, can you just admit at this late stage that you were kind of full of it at some point along the line and you were very deliberately appealing to what you thought the public would do, which is what the director of the CDC, Rachel Walensky, she did that on CNN just the other day, which to me was insane. It was like a week ago. She was like, yeah, you know, we, we shortened it from 10 days to five days because we, we just had to be realistic about what people were willing to tolerate. <laughs> I was like, what? Where, has, where has this uh, like one amazing to let the mask slip so deliberately oh, even yeah. in front of a, even in front of a supportive media outlet. But like, where has this kind of commonsensical perspective been yeah. for the last two years of all of your guidance? I mean, these bureaucrats, man, I mean, they, 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 I mean, what their job title says in their, on their office desk doesn't mean anything. I mean, they, well, how they view themselves. Um, you saw this from Fauci in March, 2020. I mean, they just view themselves as agents of the democratic party. I mean, they view their yeah. goal, whether it's Fauci, Relinsky or any of them to get Democrats elected. I mean, that is their right. main goal. So translating her on CNN, it says, well, we, we reduced it to five days because we still want you to vote for Joe Biden. Exactly. I mean, right. Because we don't want you to we don't want you to be too scared or too mad to vote for our candidates in 2022. Yeah. I mean, the audacity of the degenerates to go on CNN and, and all the corporate press outlets. And and now they're saying how, oh, the, you know, schools should be open. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no reason to close schools. I feel yeah. like these people are far too comfortable insulting our att- our intelligence, man. Like, they've yeah, gotten away really with it point. forever because yeah. we don't have a free press. I mean, if we had a free press, they wouldn't be able to do that. But I imagine, like we saw in the Virginia gubernatorial election with Glenn Youngkin, that, like, parents are just going to stop buying the propaganda. I mean, they love their kids, yeah. right? Like, he, yeah. these, these these people love their kids. Hopefully they, they still love their kids more than they love their precious Democrats. <laughs> right, yeah, and I, th- I think you're right, like, you know, the other the other case, and I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Illinois is going to go red in 2022 or anything, but like, look at what's happening in Chicago, where you've got, it was like 70% of the teachers in the teachers union voted that they weren't going to go back in person. And no. so they're doing, they're doing, yeah. They don't want to work? Happened, Weird. Yeah, right? Shocker. So it's just happened yesterday. 70% came out and said, yep, no, we're not going back. <laughs> we, we, we simply cannot do it. And I, never, I, I looked at it and I was like, huh, 
wow, like if there were, if we had a fair and honest press, I think the first question would be to any elected Democrat and certainly to President Biden, well, what are you going to do about this? Right. And it was, it was interesting because in the press conference, the CEO of the or the president or whatever they call the, the guy who runs the teachers association even came out and said, yeah, we know that schools aren't hotspots. Right. Like that's been in even the corporate press admitted that early in, in 2021. Is that like, hey, we kind of missed the mark in terms of thinking that the, the schools as hotspots and kids as kind of these vectors who are going to be spreading the disease. That's not really true. And it's actually really safe to have all of them there. And it's 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 a lot safer than we realize for teachers and, and faculty and other staff who are, who are there present. And I remember I just looked at it and I was like, this this should be such an easy political punching bag. And I bet despite that, it won't be because it's the teachers union and they're so powerful. Yeah. I mean, the, the public schools in, in my city are closed this week. That's insane. Yeah, Toledo. That's, like, Toledo public schools. They sent everybody home. insane that is. Like, yeah. yeah and I, I, I mean, there it's been interesting, too. It sounds like because of the snowstorm in the, uh, on the Northeast that they're going to be shutting down some schools, like, because of this, like, supposedly because of the snow, but it's really because the teachers are, are too scared to come in. No, but and, we, have, know, we, we have less than a half inch of snow on the ground. Yeah, and so, and so there, they're just like, yeah, uh, yeah we're just going to do the remote thing. And, and you're right. I mean, like, there are, it's it's interesting, too, because it's not like a traditional strike where you can send in strike breakers, right? Part of the problem is we don't have enough teachers. And so we don't, we certainly don't have enough teachers to replace the teachers who don't want to show up. So they do have an interesting amount of leverage. But God, it's got to be, you know, I have to assume that there are enough smart and reasonable people within the Biden administration who look at this and they're like, this could be sticky because they saw what happened in Virginia. I mean, they saw what happened in New Jersey. New Jersey almost elected a Republican yeah. governor. And, and it's a it's a huge political problem that the Dems aren't willing to embrace. And the other funny thing I think about it is that the media has given Dems a weird pass because I, I saw on Twitter the other day, there was some journalist who was like, well, what Dem doesn't support opening schools? And it's like, that's not, that's, that's not the, like, it's not the right answer if they can go on Twitter and say kids should be in schools. They have a unified government in D.C. They have the House. They have the Senate. They have the presidency. They control governorships and, and city councils and everything else and all of the places where schools are closed because Republicans have kept them open. It is on them, if they actually want schools open, it is on them to expend political capital and energy to go and force them open. The fact that they are not willing to do that means whatever else they are interested in putting on Twitter, they're obviously not interested in getting butts back in seats and getting kids the education they deserve. Dude, I wish Republicans did what their donors wanted the way the Democrats do. Oh, dude. Because like, yeah. Republican donors are awesome. The NRA, yeah. the Cokes. Mostly small dollar amount, you know, like people like yeah. us, you know what I mean? I wish, yeah. dude, I wish the Republicans were slaves to their donors because we'd be living in this like gun filled libertarian just <laughs> utopia right now. We would. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I'll ever say the words libertarian and period utopia in the same it's all right. sentence. It's all right. you I, know, said, but... I, I said it so you didn't have to. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it is it is really interesting, right? Because if you look at public support for these things, like. The Dems are underwater on so many of these issues, but it's just that the teachers unions have such an enormous amount of power that they've got the, the Elizabeth Warrens and the other people who pretend to be 
you know, champions of the people and like this lefty populism and whatever, like they are so locked within the vice grip of, of places like the teachers unions and the nurses unions and all the other big powerful unions that long ago stopped having any interest in anything other than political power that they, they can't do anything without facing the fire of it. I mean, no one, no one has been more successful at getting what they want as long as they want, despite everyone else in the world opposing them as Randy Weingarten has been across the pandemic oh, yeah. because, because she can, she can force Dems in a really unreasonable way to bend to her wishes. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And what, well, one more point on COVID before we move on it, 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 on the other side of this, it's been fascinating watching the hard lefties panic. And I've seen this with, a yeah. lot of, I mean, I live in Toledo, Ohio. It's, it's one of the bluest, cities in the country so like most of my right. friends and family members are on the left and a lot of them <laughs> i mean a lot of them are resisting the the reduced restrictions. i mean they, they feel uh-huh. betrayed yep. by joe biden because yeah. they they honestly thought they were convinced they'd never have to go back to work <laughs> yes exactly. they're like oh sweet and we it... never get to work again they're nothing and just nothing to me is more frustrating in modern political life than watching free people act like this man it's like we're watching yeah. free people i mean they, they act like the israelites that wanted to go back to egypt yeah you know what it's i mean true. it's like this this crazy stockholm syndrome brainwashing and they, they just they they worship the state to the point where they want to be oppressed they want the yeah, boot I, on their neck and i get I, it and going it goes back to the the ancient israel and the in the egyptians obviously but this has been happening this mentality has persisted for literally five thousand years and mm-hmm. and I, I get why I understand it. It's a basic human reaction. But America was supposed to be different, right? Yeah. Like our constitution yeah. was supposed to set us apart from that, and it just it failed. The constitution yeah. failed. You know, rugged individualism failed. We failed as members of the right in in educating the people and 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 convincing them that that they should want to be free. Right. You know, and it's like there's a, there's values. enough. Yeah, there's there's plenty of failure to go wrong around, but it's just sad to watch. These are some of my friends are behaving like this. It's yeah. pathetic. Yeah, and the speed with which it happened, I think, is pretty unbelievable. The one oh, the man. one other thing, though, I, I I will say about it all is I think part of it, and you know, one of the one of the big talking points that you've seen uh, recently among folks on the left and, and people in media, uh, I repeat myself, who who have said, well, you know, this makes workers feel expendable. And to me, there's like a a really particular richness to that because the people saying it are not actually the workers who are, should be feeling any measure of expendable, right? Like it's the pajama class who are still going to be having all their meetings on zooms who don't actually have to worry about any of these things. They're the ones who are on behalf of the, you know, the poor oppressed people who they're sure think exactly like they do, who are raising these concerns and criticisms. And it's like, there's, you know, I, I see it, especially you know, living in a place like D.C., right, where people are wearing masks. Probably 60 percent of the people I interact with when I'm like out walking, not interact with, see when I'm out walking my dog or otherwise out on the street have masks on outside. Right. It, ever since it's Omicron, it's the, the masks on outside thing has come back. There's a the little voice in my head, probably a diluted <laughs> one that's like whatever, man, like they probably just walked out of the building. They forgot they even had it on or maybe their face is really cold because it's cold here. Like I just have to tell myself those things so I can like sleep at night. Um, but it's unbelievable to see the the speed and alacrity with which it happened. And I think a big part of what it really boils down to is, is your first point of these people, like it's like the teachers, like they just don't want to go back to work. Like I think a lot yeah. of people over the last two years have realized like working in person is harder than not working in person. It has a, a lot less flexibility about what you can do and how you can order your days and your, your day-to-day experience. And people don't want to give up that pleasantness. And so no. it can, and I think it's, it's hard, I think for a certain 
for a certain segment of the left to say that out loud, particularly when the people who they're supposed to be championing don't have that luxury. And so they have to contort themselves in these weird ways to kind of back into that eventual conclusion, but do it in a way that rather than just saying, hey, I don't want to do this. They have to add this moral element to make sure that they can still feel like they're the good guys, when in reality, they're at best morally agnostic on these sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. And what we've seen from the CDC this past week, or I guess week and a half, really, yeah, they, they're not going very far. Like They're only loosening their grip a little bit because they can't. Right. Like The Democrats can't yeah. take the boots off of our necks completely because they need COVID in their back pocket. Like exactly. They, it, it's one of their two cards. And honestly, I, I think probably by, maybe by the end of this week, maybe next week, you're actually going to see them ramp up the restrictions again and the fear mongering after they play the January 6th card and oh, find out that God. nobody cares. And that they're really I, banking on that's what they're banking on. They're banking on making independents and swing voters hate Republicans because of January 6th. But that yeah. propaganda is just not going to work. It didn't work in Virginia. Right. It's not going to happen now. So I think they're going to go back. To COVID, I think they're gonna. The CDC will recommend lockdowns again and all that because they're they're only play. I mean, the economy's in shambles. Joe Biden right. has dementia. I mean, if you look at foreign policy, you look at domestic policy. If you look at record, you know, inflation levels we haven't seen in forty five years, it's bad, man. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. bad. I mean, heck, Little Caesars just scratched the the five dollar pizza <laughs> for the first time. That. You know what Amazing. I mean? Amazing. The, the yeah, only two—they right. have nothing to run on. They have two cards, and it's just fear. It's just COVID fear and January sixth fear. That's all they have. So, you know, they're going to go right back to the lockdown stuff worked. once they once their January sixth card fails. They haven't been able to have any, like other than the, I guess, the, the COVID stimulus, there also hasn't been any legislative accomplishments they can hang their hat yeah. on, right? Like they've, they, they've just waved the white flag on Build Back Better, which not just Biden, but Democrats across the country campaigned on and said, eh, we're going to do this later, nod, nod, wink, wink. And instead they're going to voting rights, whatever, whatever on earth that is supposed to mean. And so like they really do, what it comes down to is they need something to be able to campaign on. And I think you're right, the January 6th thing just it doesn't unsurprisingly it simply does not resonate with voters and so they need to go back to the well on something that's been successful in the past and i don't think they realize that outside of like the bluest of blue bubbles people are really over the covid thing like mo most of the country has moved on and i, I think a lot of uh, it, despite the the waning power of it if if your circle runs from like a center left your center left think tank friends to your like progressive socialist friends like it would make sense to me that you would look around and say oh yeah there's still power here yeah yeah absolutely and and i i let's talk about january 6th real quick because yeah. of all the you know there's, there's cnn doing their full day programming <laughs> live from the capitol tomorrow i mean like you know how excited the left is and the press especially the press yeah. Man, they are so excited for tomorrow. I mean, this is their Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's they're, like, it's like they're smiling ear to ear. Yeah, I mean, they're smiling ear to ear, man. They think this is their golden ticket for winning elections in perpetuity. And they've honestly yeah. convinced themselves that. And then, but everybody else is like, yeah, it's going to take more than Buffalo guy and some feds to get me to vote Democrat, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, there, it's it's been interesting too because you get these like kind of and obviously we're 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 really hitting the the latest crest of these waves, but like you get these stories every so often. I remember at six months there was like this big Twitter hubbubaloo about how like big of a deal it was and then this that and the other thing, but like it it really does blow my mind how th that they think that this will work, that they think that this will be effective, that they think that people care. 
right? Because like one of the things that I, I, I kind of want to take the people at CNN and shake them a little bit and be like, you need to change your programming because no one is watching. <laughs> and like, just for your own sake, right? Like we're all embarrassed for you. It's like your, it's like your friend who kind of left the friend group, but who is like, <laughs> they're still on the tertiary and they're like really spiraling, right? And so like you feel like you have this responsibility to kind of give them like an elbow and say, hey man, like buck up. And like, there's, I, I have that feeling, I think with CNN and a lot of the other outlets in the corporate press. And I want to just be like, for your own sake, for everybody's sake, like act more reasonable, like, talk about things people care about. But no, we're going to have full day live coverage from the Capitol on January 6th. And it it's like how like the great 15 people on Twitter will be super jazzed about this. Yeah. Most of them work for the Lincoln Project. Yeah, exactly. Like the Lincoln Project staffers and the feds who will be there at the Capitol on January 6th, I'm sure will be super jazzed about this. I'm just so far removed from everybody else in terms of just how I think about these things. And a lot of it's just because I am a libertarian and stuff. And I just I I really do hate the federal government. But it's like I, I just I'm so far removed from even other people on the right, other commentators where they talk about January 6th. I just like when I was watching that a year ago, the only thing I was thinking was that or like at least the day after I was like, man, those idiots that stormed the Capitol, they shall be thanking God that they're still alive. Yes. I mean, like right. most. Well, I guess the cops did shoot one of them, but like I thought, I was, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna be lined up and shot. Me I too. thought, I thought the Capitol Police were gonna slaughter all of them because that's what. And it's like, it's the whole like good government propaganda from like the forties, fifties, and sixties. You know, like the yeah, the 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 Capitol's the people's house and it belongs to all of us. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. do you guys not know what government is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like government is a giant gun. Like government yeah. excels at slaughtering people en masse, and sometimes that's great. Like after right. Pearl Harbor, right? But most yeah. of the time, it's not great. Like Waco or like the seven small children Biden drone bombed in August. Like typically, it's not a good thing. But like, I was just shocked. Honestly, I was shocked. I'm still shocked. That... I thought for sure we were gonna have we were gonna oh. have a Waco v two oh, yeah. in in the middle in the middle of DC, right? And the other thing, hundred percent. Like, you know, my I don't know my my thinking, right? Given the, the narrow kind of perspective of government, is probably that they simply didn't have enough guns to do that, and be yeah. confident that they would be able to, right? Like the I have a lot of questions that kick around my brain about January 6th. These are obviously not the questions I think that, that CNN is going to hit on the one year anniversary. But like the, the simple and most, I think, most fundamental question I have for it is why weren't there just more people guarding the Capitol? Like we knew and like we the, the, I remember I think it was either Capitol Police or another law enforcement agency wrote to Mayor Bowser two or three days before and said, we need more guns at this place. There's going to be a lot of people showing up. We're not sure what's going to happen. Every time, you know, people are waxing poetic about this assault on democracy or whatever it's supposed to be. (laughs) I'm like, why didn't they just have more cops? Like, why were there like five or six cops? Right. And I, I worry the more I think about it, the more I, I'm kind of like the Alex Jones tin hat type where I'm like, there's, there's just so many questions I don't have good answers to that lend themselves to come together relatively darkly about what, about what the uh, about why those answers don't quite make sense both yeah. in isolation and particularly coming together and again like those are probably some of the questions that i would be interested if cnn were were getting into like hey who has and hasn't been charged for these things and where's the diff and why like those are the sorts of questions to me that are yeah. that are really interesting i think to a lot of other people would probably be really interesting but instead you know it's going to happen they're going to get up there and wax poetic about how this was a coup and donald trump tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power and and this, that, and the other. And like, 
one that's just not true right i I think the way that it's been extrapolated just doesn't make sense but two like we've we've heard it from them before right like we know that that's what they think about this stuff do we really need to hear it again when obviously for most people those points simply haven't resonated yeah and i mean it's like and that's it's not unreasonable to ask the question like why do events keep turning out exactly how the democrat exactly in a way that would benefit the democratic party to the greatest right. extent <laughs> time, yes. time, the vaccines are approved the day after the election you know it's like these yeah. things just keep happening oh look naked guy in a buffalo helmet storms the Capitol, and now it gives cnn something to talk about for a year you know it's like these yeah. things keep happening in a way that benefits joe biden and the democratic party to the yeah. greatest extent possible why <laughs> right why, why? right i mean like none of the none of these people exactly like, why weren't there more cops guarding i don't know probably because they wanted exactly the imagery that they got and they knew they were safe too because none of these people were armed right i mean like this wasn't right. it wasn't a coup i mean they, they, i mean bro i'm armed to the teeth i mean those those rioters couldn't make it through my house if i didn't want them to. yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean that's, like, that's the other thing too it's like if this like it would probably be i would imagine the first coup or even attempted coup in the, in the history of the world without guns at least since the invention of gunpowder right like that would be really interesting like if what these people were really on mass trying to do was break into the capital and stop the peaceful transfer of power you're telling me and this is again like i want to i want to just like sit down over beers or something with my lefty friends and be like you're telling me that all of the people out there who do have guns Right. Like, it's like this isn't this isn't like, or, you know, like it, this isn't your lefty socialist friends who storm who storm federal buildings every couple of days. Like these are actually the people with the guns. Right. They left them at home. Me that their goal was to stop the peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. And they left their guns at home. They're going <laughs> to take over our government, sand the guns that they own. That's what you like. That is what you earnestly believe. Yeah. Yep. Like, explain to me the thinking there. Even if you think these people are insufferably stupid, explain to me the thinking there. Yeah. It, just doesn't, it doesn't hold water, man. And like, I get it. I, mean, this, I, I feel like I have to, every time I talk about January 6th, I feel like I have to say it's like, I agree it was bad. I remember watching it on the news and I was like, this is terrible. This is really awful. What these people are doing is bad. Fine. Okay. You got me. I'm there. But like the extrapolation of what it was to what it supposedly symbolically means is ludicrous. Like tripping drugs, ludicrous. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I just, I can't. I, I'm trying to brace myself for another full day of it from CNN and on Twitter and and, and everywhere else here on the one year anniversary. And I don't know that I am spirit. Like, thank, thank heavens. It is a holy day of obligation in the Catholic church on January 6th this year, obviously not for January 6th. So that there is something else that will be eating up a big chunk of my time on that day, because I simply will not be able to survive looking at Twitter. Yeah. I'll, I'm just opting out of media tomorrow. Generally. But uh, I I just think after this January 6th stuff falls flat, you're going to see the Democrats get really desperate because they have a lot of their eggs in the January 6th basket. They're going to realize that nobody cares. Um, I mean, look at what they're doing right now. I mean, like, I I think when you corner the Democrats, they, they really do behave like, you know, trying to if you try to corner a lion i mean they, they yeah. lash out and you saw how unhinged they've been this week even before january 6th i mean they they, they spent three days attacking ron DeSantis for taking his wife to cancer treatments yes. and and oh they now believe that their best hope in winning elections is to pass this insane voting rights bill that would essentially make it make voter fraud legal in all 50 states right like it luckily right. it looks like joe manchin they pissed off joe manchin to the point where he's not gonna play ball with <laughs> yeah. them yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe if maybe Good. if the maybe Good. if journalists uh, attack him more on his boat, maybe he'll give in. Yep. But uh, like, 
Yeah. yeah. Surely the Sunrise kids will be able to get him to nudge on this one. Yeah, but this Voting Rights Act, I mean, it's like, it's literally like, oh, you voted for Republican? Watch this. We'll make it impossible for you to vote for a Republican. You know, you almost have to rem- admire yeah, their right. their tenacity and their degeneracy at, at a certain extent. But it's like, I really do think they're going to realize the, what position they're in after tomorrow. After yeah. five people watch CNN and nobody right. cares outside of Twitter. Right. And you're going to see some desperate behavior from the Democrats, and no- nothing's more dangerous than a desperate Democrat. Yeah, agreed. And I think the, the other thing that's going to co- start complicating this in a couple of weeks is the current wave of Omicron for, for COVID is going to crest and then break and recede. And so we're already seeing that in South Africa, where like they made it through this wave. And you know, hospitalizations, I think, went up a teeny tiny bit, but that's mostly incidental because there are people who are going to the hospital for something else and they got tested, they've got it, they didn't even know. And so they're really going to be out of their, like the, the full deck of cards will be out on the table and people won't be tuning in. And so I think, I think you're right about like, well, then what happens when there's really nothing left in the tank? And we had the one, you know, we had the, where they, they announced the, the permanent fixture on Capitol Hill or whatever it is they're going to do to commemorate the, the thousands of lives lost on January 6th or something. And, and like, they, they won't even have, I think, they, to a diminishing extent in terms of what is, is actual reality, they won't have COVID to fall back on for why you shouldn't vote for the evil, scary Republicans. And so now they're going to go back to, like, it's the new Jim Crow taking place in states all across the country shtick that they tried earlier in the year. And, like, I just, I can't imagine, like, on some level, the, the, the gunpowder isn't dry anymore on so much of this stuff that I just, I simply don't know what they're going to do next. I think they're going to encourage more riots. I think, um, like, the next time a cop shoots a black guy, um, for a good reason or a bad reason. I mean, there's a lot of cops out there that suck at their jobs, so somebody's going to get shot in the back, something like that. Yeah. Um, And they're going to encourage, the the Democrats are going to encourage rioting. They're going to try to ramp it up even past, like, the summer of 2020, I think. I I don't know, man. Like, these people, they're they're out of op. I mean... If we get some they kind really of good of economic news, like let's say that inflation disappears or whatever, and which is not going to happen, but yeah. you know, and Biden could run on the economy, that's one thing. But since I doubt that's going to happen, and I only I think the economy is only going to get worse, they're going to go to some very evil t- tactics. I mean, I think yeah. they're going to encourage rioting. They're going to yeah, they're going to do a lot of really messed up stuff. I think once their back is against the wall. Yeah, but, I think you're probably right, and and you know, I think. Obviously, that'll be bad, generally speaking, for the country. But I, I also think that and I, I recognize that this is lost on a lot of Democrats, but I also think it is simply bad for their electoral hopes. And so it's kind of like I get that it's a Hail Mary at the last ditch thing. And if they're, if they're looking at the polls, they're like, well, if it goes lower, it goes lower. Who really cares? They're going to get wiped out. But like, I just I, I don't know what a winnable path is for them. You're right. Unless all of a sudden, magically, the economy comes back in a way that it otherwise hasn't. Um, or if the if the Republicans, as we are, I think, wants to do, manage to shoot ourselves in the foot coming down the home stretch. Well, that's always a possibility. That is, yeah, that is always a possibility, especially if Donald yeah. Trump runs again. Sorry, guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, <laughs> I I wonder too. I wonder if that's what it really comes down to. I wonder if the Democrat strategy almost becomes okay. We've got to poke the bear. Like we we put everything on the table. The American people simply aren't buying it. 
how do we get the orange menace to come back because he was our perfect boogeyman and because quite frankly his numbers like his polling numbers won't be good I and mean, so they're... i wonder if that like if, if, the, if the democratic party strategy just becomes the lincoln project strategy to no, try and is. draw him it back is. out that, that's what it'll be that's what they're going to do they're going to start running pieces about how Ron DeSantis is more popular with Republicans than Trump is, and that Mike Pence is more yeah, popular. Mail him to his yep. door. Yep. No, that's what they're going to do. That's going to yeah. be, be their Hail Mary. Yeah, so before I let you go, Drew, Twitter. I know i got to let you go in just a second, but uh, since it is the beginning of the year, uh, let's hit, hit us with a bold prediction for 2022. And mine, I, I gave mine uh, last week, um, and I don't think it was bold enough. I'll come up with another one for a, for a later episode. But I said that my bold prediction right off the bat for this year is that the next Speaker of the House won't be named Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy. I think that the Republicans will win the House back and then elect somebody else other than McCarthy as Speaker. So I guess that's not even... That's pretty feasible, and I, I, I don't think that's bold enough. I was almost upset with myself. On my life yeah. of boldness. But what do you got? <laughs> off the top of your head, just you, give you us know, a bold, off, bold prediction. Off the top of my head, and I think that it's going to be, uh, I, I, maybe it's just I'm, I'm, I'm biased towards it because the, the way the last conversation wrapped up. My bold prediction is that with it, by this time next year, so by the end of 2022, the Democrats have gone to a strategy of drawing out Donald Trump to run in 2024, and they get him to do it, and they get him to announce it early. Yeah. That's that, my prediction. And I, to make it a little bolder, I think they will succeed in doing it before the 2022 midterms to try and make it a lead balloon on on Republicans heading into the midterms. They're going to try so hard to make that happen. Yeah. And I, I think, mean, I think ne- they next succeed. summer, next summer, they're going to they're going to it's going to be a full court press trying to draw yep. Trump out. Yep. Yep. And I think I think it works. I, I think it works. My my thinking my thinking all along has been that he won't run again. But the more I think about it, and I think about the the types of different pressures that they'll be able to apply, I think I think they pull the bear out of the cave. I think they I think they pull it off. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, man, all he has to do like Republicans will win in a landslide if he doesn't come out and start attacking Republicans. Yep, exactly. Well, I, and I think, I, I think it's, it's it's the Dems at some point in the next couple of months will have to wisen up and realize that this is their best that this is their best hail mary, and I think they go full board on it, and I think it works. Yeah, that really sucks. I mean, you're right, and it sucks that you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I really, I really hope. I mean, yes, I, I, I agree. I, I almost said something stupid, like, "Oh man, I hope Trump has people around him that could tell him that's a bad idea." But, I mean, we've watched Trump the last five yeah, years. And exactly. Nobody, nobody <laughs> yeah. can stop that man from doing exactly what he wants, exactly when he Bingo. wants. Bingo. So. Oh, you are probably right, my friend, Drew, my brother. Where can everybody uh, follow you and keep in touch? Absolutely, my man. So, um, best way for now, I'm. I'm actually finishing up I, I say finishing up I, I started a website so hopefully by the next time i talk to you i'll have a website up and live uh but for now best way is still on twitter it's just drew holden 360 is the handle it's your website just a picture of all the left-wing skulls that you're <laughs> holding up skulls from all your uh, twitter threads or what it should be honestly it should be oh i'll add that detail and i wanted to make it a little bit a little bit cleaner and less gory but uh, yeah that's it <laughs> That could probably be an effective way to do this. It's like a scene from Game of Thrones. It can be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. That, that'll be me too. I appreciate you, my man. Let's do it again soon. Everybody follow Drew. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.